Hey, welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And in this episode, we are talking about color war at camp. Uh, <laughs> so, Chris, you've never done a color war, right? Well, as you, you might recall from a previous podcasting episode, right. I thought I did. <laughs> right, yeah. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't even close. <laughs> and I giggle about it still to this day. <laughs> so maybe that maybe we should talk about what Color War is um, to begin yeah, with. Yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of you listening are like, oh, I know, I know what Color War is. And, and others of you may, may have a vague idea, not really sure. <laughs> Um, it is not color run as nope. Chris, no, <laughs> so throwing powder, but it was cool. <laughs> it's a uh, very cool slow motion video. <laughs> a color war is when you divide your campers into a few different teams, usually color teams. So red, blue, uh, maybe green, yellow, and they, Participate in a series of competitions. Each team earns points depending on who comes in first, second, third. And by the end of the week, often, maybe by the end of the day, however long you run a color war, uh, there is a team that is victorious. So in the basic definition of color war, that's that's <laughs> it. Uh, now... Color War differs a lot depending on the, the camp that runs it. If you're talking about kind of your tradition, traditional camp, overnight camp, where the kids are there all summer long, then one of those weeks will be Color War and the campers won't know which week it is. So what ends up happening is that they do what's called breaking Color War. And when you break color war, it's an announcement of color war. So there's this announcement. Nobody knows when it's going to happen. I mean, none of the campers um, and maybe possibly some of the or the counselors, but the leadership staff know. And then they break it by doing some big event or what have your announcement. And everybody goes crazy. They're like, ah, oh, it's color war week. From there, they put on their colors, maybe uh, blue t-shirts, red t-shirts, uh, face paint. Now, they make up. Kids know this ahead of time so they can bring clothes, like what color they're going to be. So uh, when you are new to color war, so say you're, it's your first time camper. Then no, mm -hmm. you don't. You don't know what team you're on. But if you're a return camper, usually what happens is you get your your color the year before, and when you're on that, let's say you're on the blue team, you're on the blue team for life. Mm -hmm. If you have siblings, usually what happens is that family is on the same team, so oh. your your whole family is blue for life. When your kids go to camp, they are automatically blue. So the whole kind of you just kind of remain on that team the whole time you, you're going to camp or your offspring is going to camp. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, but, yeah, if, if you're a first time camper, none of your uh, family has gone to that camp before. Uh, I 
you'll you'll be put onto a color, and I guess you take a blue and red shirt with you. I don't know. <laughs> Planet. <laughs> Planet. What game is it going to be? Maybe you go to the camp store, or maybe you're just given <laughs> yeah. one. I, I, who knows? <laughs> Uh, probably just given one, I can imagine. I've yeah, never worked for a camp where it's all summer long uh, that mm-hmm. you stay. Uh, then there are the camps that maybe you go for four weeks, and so they have two sessions, and then each session is going to have their own color war. Uh, very, This is very big with JCC camps. Like, very... Okay. Um, I can't quite remember what they call it, but, but you can do this in any camp. I, I did it mm-hmm. at day camp. Instead of doing... Uh, a full week of it, I would do one day of color war. Uh, and the way that we would have teams, we, we, we weren't set up where, Hey, you're on this color for life or, you know, we weren't that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> organized or, or into it, I guess that much. Well, it wasn't I feel like that would be really bad for like fairness. Like, how do you just like, Oh, you know, this family is blue. And we got so many blue people here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. How would you? I, I really would. Make I would. Sure I would fair? assume that if if there's a lot of blue, that all the newbies are going to be on the red They're team, or I, it, it somehow works out. I have no yeah. idea. I, I can't tell you. I'm, well, I think we need to get a guest on here at some point, just to kind of yeah, uh, from one from one of those camps. Uh, but I will say that when you divide teams up, at least when I divide, here's how I did it. So we would have buffs. Do you know what buffs are? Yes. Oh, I love buffs. Buffs are great, right? So you'll yep. see them. For those of you who don't know, uh, if you watch Survivor, they all get their buff that they wear as like a band, you know, on their head or around their arm or whatever. It's kind of this tube uh, of cloth that you wear. Uh, and we had buffs. We would buy buffs in different colors. We would separate all the kids in their age groups. And then let's say we had 10 or let's say we had 20 kids in a specific age group, maybe uh, seven to nine year olds. We put 20 or, or 10 of one color and 10 buffs of another color in a bag and they would choose them out. Let's say if you had two teams and they would choose the one by one, they would go and they would choose their color. If they had a friend there, they really wanted to be on the same color, then one of the friends would choose it and we put both of them on the red team or what have you. And so that's the way we made it fair. So it wasn't all the kids, you know, because if you just had all the kids, you didn't separate them by age group, then you might get all the older kids on one mm-hmm. team and all the younger kids. That's not going to be fair. So yeah. we try to make it as fair as possible. And we also, we had done... There were years when we would do two teams, and there were years where we'd do three, and years where we'd do four. I preferred four teams, at least three. If you if you don't have a you know if you have a smaller camp, because if you only have two teams, there's going to be one winner and one loser. Mm-hmm. If you have four teams, there's one winner and three teams. You know, most of them are not going <laughs> to be losers. winners. That's more losers. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's, it's kind of like, Oh, it's not as big a deal. Like most of three quarters of the camp didn't win. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so it, it, it was an easier blow to take. <laughs> Brent Birchler. We did, I did a round table on color war hmm. and he wrote seven tips for your first color war. 
So tip number one is incorporate established traditions. Now you, Chris, you don't have a lot of traditions yeah. at your camp, right? We we don't, and I'm trying to create some, like start some, because traditions are so campy. Like that right. is, you you have this, and that's what people do, and then the kids start asking, like when you do have offspring finally they start oh did you whatever did you kiss the moose did you right, you know, right. have to whatever and i'm like i need that i need those traditions that that can get passed down you know so if if you had traditions to. that were uh, especially competition based then incorporating them into a color war is really good so for example uh brent was saying that at their camp they had uh, the triangle swim uh, which is basically swimming across their lake. And the winner of the swim keeps the triangle trophy at their camp. And now the triangle swim is part of Color War. Uh, so now they earn points and campers and staff, you know, they've always loved the triangle swim, but suddenly there's a new reason to root for your favorite counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's great, you know, to, but incorporating those types of traditions into it. Number two is to talk it up with your staff first, because if they don't have the buy-in, then Color War is going to sink. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just not going to work. So you you talk it up with your staff weeks in advance, get them excited about it, and just kind of bought into the whole idea. Number three is to try new things. So, you know, camps do basketball, and they do, you know, all those typical sports those are not new to camp. <laughs> but if if you're doing like a rope burn, you're doing a maybe we were talking about RC cars. If you're doing an RC car yeah. race and that's not normal like, normal part of your program, then it's kind of like how we were like if it rains, you only do these certain activities. Yep. That makes it special. Same thing with color war. If you are only doing certain activities during color war, then it makes it special. And you're like, oh, yeah. I want to compete in this. The number four is to make it personal. So, And that's where I was saying every person on a specific team is on the same color. Or every every, every person <laughs> from the same family is on the same color. <laughs> so when they get home, you know, or, or, you know, they're talking about going back to camp. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all on the blue team. It's going to be so great. And so you're making it personal that way. You don't want to keep that competition going after camp. <laughs> right. Siblings are fighting <laughs> afterward. <laughs> uh, that would be great. <laughs> number five is to split the day up. If you have a competition and you have seven-year-olds and 15-year-olds competing <laughs> against each other, it's not going to be fair. But if you have one competition that's all seven-year-olds in the morning – and they're competing, or maybe all of the younger ones, uh, six to nine or ten-year-olds, are doing competitions in the morning while all the older ones are kind of cheering them on. And then in the afternoon, all the older ones do their competitions. Uh, that's a great way to run a, a color war, by splitting things up. Number six is to have a breakout, to have a memorable breakout. And there, I'll talk a little bit, give you some ideas about this, but there's some very cool things that you can do and budget can play a role in this from having <laughs> skydivers come in to yes. creating a news kind of a, one camp did a video where it was this newscaster, a real newscaster 
who was associated with camp did this whole like breaking news and something's going on with camp. And then halfway through, he announced color war. But you don't have to do that. You could do something very, very simple as well. Somebody's just running across uh, the camp with a color war flag or, or something. <laughs> um, or you can do a theme wise, like Harry Potter-ish or, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do to, to break out color war, to announce and color war. The breakout should probably be different each year than, right? Some things that's not, yes. they're not expecting it. Exactly, exactly. Of course, we didn't, at the day camp, I... I there was no breaking of the color war because it was always done mm-hmm. on Wednesday of every week. So the kids yeah. knew what's going to happen. Um, but if it's, if it's a secret, like, Oh, when's it going to happen? Then having a, you know, breaking it is, mm-hmm. is great or announcing it. Uh, number seven is plan ahead. And uh, Brent was saying that they do, they start planning it three weeks in advance and that's still not enough time. Uh, I do know I was watching this documentary on color war at one of these huge camps and they start planning as soon as camp ends for the summer, they start planning for the next year. Oh my goodness. It's, it's a huge ordeal. Um, so I, seven good tips. Uh, yeah. and, and all these, uh, shameless plug are in ebook that I put together from all these ideas that I got from Roundtable and different sources. And uh, that's Color War Tips and Tricks um, that can be out, found on patchwork.com. A lot, lot of neat ideas, especially at the end. We have uh, I have a chapter. It's called Odds and Ends. And if you're a day camp, there's a lot of directors that kind of talk about their experience with Color War and how they made it work for their day camp. Uh, so a lot of great tips. There. I, I actually have the uh, book, so I will you tell you. You have the book, and you have I know. not used it. I will tell you, it. you have to actually read it. You can't just buy it and put it on your shelf. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, you don't know what you're doing. I think, if I remember right, because I did the, the dumb color run years ago. I mean, it's been four years, five years now. And I think I bought the book after it because I thought, well, that was dumb. Like, it was okay for like 20 minutes, but people talk up <laughs> Color War like it's nothing. And, and you didn't even so, crack yeah, my so, book open. So I, I'm pretty sure I bought the book after. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> we, and we do something. I mean, we don't do colors. We do what team names and things like that. We have like a big competition kind of thing. But Color War sounds more like a, like a one day or a one week it's not so much kind of an all week thing like ours with our teams and stuff. We do kind of all week competition. They're on a team what, and they get to come up with their own names, like the flaming marshmallows or whatever and things like that. Um, and they're that for the whole week and everything, all their points, all their, you know, they say Bible verses that goes into it. And they, um, if they say, please or thank you, counselors can give extra points or just the games and different things goes into it for the week. That's a color. So it's something similar. Okay. We just don't do colors. You just don't do colors. Yeah. And, and no. you know, a lot of camps will do team, not, I guess themes in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, they might do, I, I think it is, they still have the colors. So let's say blue versus red. Let's just keep it easy. Yeah. Even though I prefer, uh, you know, four teams, but they'll have themes associated with that. So they will be like, Marvel versus DC, uh, ocean versus safari, uh, city versus country fifties versus eighties. So that you're, you're kind of theming it like a, you know, like a normal uh, camp Mm -hmm. theme week. Uh, but you're 
theming your color war. Uh, one one of them did Samurai Warriors versus Dragon Slayers, uh, <laughs> ESPN versus MTV or, or any two TV <laughs> networks. Uh, so yeah, you can definitely definitely do that. Uh, Flaming Marshmallows versus whatever they come up with their own team names too. Uh, but also okay. coming up with a song like a chant or yep. something coming, you know, decorating a a flag or a banner that they can carry mm-hmm. around with them. Yeah, we did all that. Yeah, so then you basically had a song, doing... and then we also had a a, a a scream that when you won. So you you always had your song that everyone got lined up and oh we do our chant, but then. <laughs> You had to have a special, like the Flaming Mar- I think it was the Flaming March. And I think they had a color, too. I don't remember what it was, but the Flaming Marshmallows was like, Ah, we're on fire! <laughs> and that was their... Every time they won, they would all scream that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You, you were I, doing Color War there. without even knowing it. I do it's, Color War. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> so they, they, were doing, they were doing competitions all, all week, too? Mm-hmm. And we did... And everything goes into it is how we do it. I mean... Yeah. It from because uh, we're we're a church camp, so you know, from saying your Bible verses and getting points for that, to out at game time, to we even had little extra competitions like how, if you wanted to swim laps at the pool, so you can swim um, laps to earn points for your your color team. You can uh, I, we had all these little things. Every pretty much everything could go towards the competition points and the cat. It wasn't cabins. So our cabins were usually split. It's not like you're doing more like Hogwarts houses if they're earning points yeah. for everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything. Well, yeah, I should. I should have been there. I uh, give 20 points right. to the Flaming Marshmallows. <laughs> um, but we started doing it because we noticed um, when they sign up for camp, you know, they sign up to be with their friends and their buddies. And so they only get to know the people in that cabin and so we started doing these competitions so they would get to know other people at camp as well. So sometimes you and your buddy weren't on the same team in your cabin. Right. And so it was kind of hard for the counselors because they'd have to mark it down day one. And so then when somebody would do something, you know, oh, I got to give points to this team as well. Counselors were assigned teams. And so we had to be really careful and kind exactly. of talk with the counselors like, hey, you don't favor one team over another. You, you really have to be like... Okay, if if this kid deserves the points, give him the points. Don't just give it to him because he's on your team. Yeah, that's but. why I think that most most of the time when you're doing a color war, uh, you don't give points. Like counselors can't give points. Points are only mm-hmm. earned through competition, and there's like a where there could be like first, second, third place. Mm-hmm. More, almost more of an Olympics kind of setup, yeah. right? Uh, so yeah, that's, that's definitely a difference between what you were doing and your typical color war. Uh, so what, what are maybe what's a couple of the competitions that you had? Um, I pretty much anything at camp. So like the yeah. archery, um, we didn't do okay, anything gotcha. that, like we didn't have a special, there were some games or, or competitions that were special just for this. These points are going towards this. So like we would play a scatterball game or, a uh, capture the flag game, something a, a normal camp game Got we it, played, right. and points go towards that. Um, but otherwise, you, you go down the archery range and you hit a bullseye. Well, then you can earn points for your team during, like during the free time during archery, you can earn points and stuff. Okay, and so so, so th- it would be different. Where in a color war, it would be there's the archery competition that you go mm-hmm. down. You know, everybody goes down to. You ever see meatballs? The no. movie. Okay. 
<laughs> very, very much like that, but it was like camp versus camp, um, which was different. Okay. But things that they did were very, it was very color war-ish at the end of the movie. Uh, so they had a hot dog eating contest. They had, you know, a uh, a run, like a, almost like a half marathon run. Um, you know, one of the big things that, seen, that a lot of the uh, kind of true color war programs do is a rope burn where mm-hmm. the team, uh, usually the, the older kids or the counselors, usually, um, now that I think about it, they build a fire and there's a, you know, they're, so you've got two you different burn areas the rope above it and you had to yeah burn the rope above it. Or I've seen it where there's been multiple balloons. So you have to pop all five balloons <laughs> that are different kind of heights. Uh, and so, you know, they're fanning their flames and everything else <laughs> to get it. Uh, but it seems pretty exciting. A lot of times it could be the one of the later competitions. Now, do you have like certain kids assigned to the con or is everybody doing it? No, no, no. Certain so uh, certain kids, certain campers mm-hmm. would be assigned. So that's where the counselor would be like, okay, who's going to be at this competition? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Billy, you want to do the archery? Okay. And, and Tommy, you want to do the relay race? Great. Uh, you know, Susie, you want to do the jello toss? Um, <laughs> okay. Betty, you want to do the. Be careful there. Betty, I think you're in for the hot dog eating contest. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be real careful. (laughs) I think that's your strong point. I'm just gonna put that out there. (laughs) Uh, Betty, Betty's on the uh, the the rock throwing range. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you and you can have all kinds of. So yeah, but it's it's within that age group too, right? So again you're doing a, a relay race. It's not going to be the eight year old cabin versus the 15 year old cabin kind mm-hmm. of thing, but you could do modified capture the flags, life-size Jenga, uh, you know, host of spirit co- competitions, photo hunts, uh, with the cardboard regatta, the, the boats yeah. that we were talking about before. Uh, I mean, there's so many things and, uh, I have a bunch of, of the favorite games in the, in the book, you really should crack that open and you should, I do, have to open it, you should I do a true color war next, next summer. I'll have to look into that. I'll get my <laughs> program guy on it. There you go. <laughs> uh, one of the, in fact, one of the things that I was reading in the kind of odds and ends is that one of the camps there. So I guess they wouldn't do, they wouldn't break the color war because everybody know what it is. But they do it for their 4th of July week, which is usually, or before then, was a slow week, right? They wouldn't get as many Uh registrations. So that was Color War week, and it shot their registrations up. Oh, yeah. Because everybody wanted to do Color War. That's that's a a good idea to up your numbers. Let's fill some slots. And, And another thing I wanted to touch on is that a lot of people have that kind of like, oh, I don't want war in the name. Uh-huh. Um, you call it color games. Yeah. Bam. You know, that's, that's the easy, easy route to go. If you don't want to say color war, you call it color games. My favorite camp movie, Camp Mana. They have the God games. <laughs> the God games. Don't call it the God games. Oh, it's high quality. Cause it is <laughs> instead of a pie eating, con- it's the, it's the last supper pie eating contest. <laughs> it's like slingshots that you got to take down this giant uh, Goliath with a rock. And it's high right. quality. 
Oh, so funny. <laughs> that was a good one. The the slingshot one. <laughs> so that's kind of color war. I, again, doing it for day camp. What we did is we had the, the day we, we would always, we would start off <laughs> with, well, we'd start off with giving points for if the kids were in costume because it would be our theme week. So our color war, I guess, would also be part, it would be themed. So let's say it is superheroes week. Uh Every uh, Wednesday is the one day you can dress up in costume. And my staff every year, for some reason, love to do Uh that. So they Uh would Uh almost all dress up in costume. Uh, If the campers dress up in costume, they would get points. If they wore their color instead of costume, they would also get points. Or if they wore their camp shirt, which was always optional, they would get points. So they had three choices. There was no reason not to get points for your team yeah. that day. <laughs> uh, we would choose teams on Monday so that we didn't have to worry about doing that on Wednesday because we would do something very similar to what you did. They got points all week for a variety of different things. Uh-huh. Uh, if they caught a fish during fishing, they would get points for their team. But Color War was the, or Wednesday was the day where we had all the competitions. We would also always have a tug of war. Um, for the different ages. That was, that was a big thing was to do a uh, tug of war. Uh, but the beginning of the day we do that. We would uh, also do a quick, uh, either a sing off competition or we would do <laughs> a uh, talent competition. Kids could come up, do their talent. It wasn't so much a competition. We would just usually just give points for whatever yeah. they did. <laughs> you did it. You tried. Uh, right. <laughs> but it was, it was, embarrassed it was fun to do, <laughs> but we needed that time so that the, uh, the counselors uh, and the staff could set up the competitions around camp because we were taking, we, we couldn't keep everything uh, at the state park that we went to. Yeah. So we had to take whatever we wanted to use that day and we needed time to set up, so we had these, you know, little competitions. We would do a shoe kick. Shoe kick was always fun. <laughs> and then we would uh, we'd do a counselor hunt. And then we would separate everybody into their age groups. <laughs> so the six to eight-year-olds would do a rotation of the competitions. And within that six to eight-year-olds, half of them were or, or depending on how many teams. So let's say we had four teams. A quarter of them were red, quarter of them were blue, quarter of them were green, quarter of them were yellow. And they would get points based on how well they did, but they're only competing against their uh, other peers, their age, their age, group. age group. So that's how we did it. Uh, and then at the end, you know, they would have so many points. And then at the end of the week, we would call it the winner and they wouldn't get anything. They just got to go into snack first for that day. <laughs> the knowledge of not being one of the three losing teams. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we won, but they, you know, it was, it was one of those things where you try it out and it's like, well, let's see if the, if the campers enjoy it. So let's see if the staff enjoy it. And it was one of those things that took off like they loved it and they want to do it every week. 
And you can't say that about everything, you know. You know, you've tried mm-hmm. things where the kids are like, "Oh, I know. Oh, this is this is a dud." They don't want to do it for the la- the, the next fifteen minutes, <laughs> right? Forget the rest of the week. <laughs> I I really like you talked about tradition. I think that is, I I mean that is so key because then that makes it yours too, and that that means people are going to talk about. It. And if they talk to their friends at school and the friends went to another camp. You know, and oh, at our camp, this is what we do. We do this every year because this is our our thing. And then it almost kind of helps market your camp a little bit when the kids can even go and start talking about it to their friends. Like, right. here's our big tradition. Here's what we do. Um, I think it just helps, like, hey, get, get the word out for you. And you could definitely do apparel around it, too. If they're wearing mm-hmm. their Color Games uh, T-shirt to school. Because you're going to be like, yeah. what is that all about? Uh, you know, first yep. place or I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, one other thing I want to touch, touch on is that while, you know, we talk about all these different competitions that seem athletic, you, you don't have to. You yeah. should have other competitions that are non-athletic, whether that mm-hmm. be, you know. So everyone can have a thing. Yeah, well, it could be a, a trivia contest. It could be a, um, a food challenge, like. Not not eating, but like baking or something like that, or putting together you know some kind of meal. Uh, it could be a craft competition. Maybe you're painting something, and who has the you know the best one based on the model. Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, different things that you can do that aren't Lego competition. You mm-hmm. can do the egg drop. There's all kinds of things that don't have to be athletic. I say that would have been. I would have won all the creative stuff, not so much the athletic stuff. Growing up, I would have. I, I can remember doing like the at our church, the where you you get the little block of wood and you have to carve it and race a car or whatever. Right. And my brother always won for speed, but I always won for the creativity. Uh. My car was awful. It was slow. One year I got a bigger block of wood, made a limousine, and it didn't even fit on the track. But I won for creativity. That's awesome. And and even now as working at a camp, I I really look at that and trying to make sure that all of our stuff isn't just for the sporty kids. Right. That we do have stuff for everyone. So everyone can have a chance to enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. So if you were to, our, our huh. question of the week, if you were to come up with your, a, a break, a creative mm-hmm. break for your color war um, and had a large budget, what would you do? So, well, the way our camp, this is kind of what I put, especially if I have a large budget, the way our camp is set up to where we have kind of the big open field in the middle and all the cabins kind of facing it. Right. I, I, I'm all about like waking up the kiddos in the middle of the night, like helicopter drop coming down and, and, and really just some kind of big, huge, crazy, even if you just get favorite counselor or even me on the helicopter, you know, to get out and be like, it's color war time, right, you right. know, and, <laughs> but the way our campus, uh, the helicopter would be really cool to have that come through, but that you definitely have to have no budget for that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to, you, not no budget. You'd have to have a big budget. Yeah. Big budget. Um, big budget. And then how would your neighbors think about that? Oh, I'm sure they'd be real happy. They <laughs> would love us even more than in the middle they of the night. Do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Going with that helicopter theme, I, I've got two ideas. One would be that somebody would fake an injury that would be bad enough to have to be helicoptered out. And so oh, a medical yeah. helicopter would come in 
and land. And everybody, of course, would have been like, what's going on? What's going on? And then they'd come out of the helicopter with banners or something that says, it's color war time. <laughs> uh, so I think that would be awesome. My other thing is, is to pay a few YouTubers who all the kids know yes. to come in, whether it be on a limousine or maybe it's, it's one band or group to maybe put on a concert. And then whether it's that or the YouTubers just doing a Q and a, and at the end they would say, well, mm-hmm. I guess now it's time for color war. And all the kids would be like, Oh my God. Um, so I think that would be, that'd be neat. But the kids are not too. They're they, my children know all these famous YouTubers. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know who these people are. But, and it's no joke. And they I mean, probably, they'll, they'll charge a lot of money to go to a speaking gig. Uh, they're not going to be <laughs> as much as like Brad Pitt, probably. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> and the kids probably have no idea who Brad Pitt is. <laughs> <laughs> Brad might just do it for free if it's for a good cause. Yeah. These YouTubers, <laughs> no. <laughs> they're going to charge. That's funny. Cool. Well, if I hope... you need Kurt and I to come and break your color war, that's right. We will not charge you as much. As much. <laughs> the kids will be like, "Who are these knuckleheads?" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I'll be there with my my uh, bag of like color uh, powder that I can chuck at people. <laughs> there you so, go. Right. They're everybody. like color war. What is he talking about? Oh. All right. So, uh, hopefully. Uh, you got something out of that. If you're looking to do a color war, I highly recommend, of course, uh, to get the book. Um, if not, you and know, read it and read it. If not, reach out <laughs> to other camp directors who have put something like this together and just kind of pick their brain. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty in your network. If, if you have a network, get up. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening.